Welcome to the Random Tea Gotham Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we are talking about Season 1, Episode 16, The Blind Fortune Teller. Woo! <laughs> um, it was directed by Jeffrey G. Hunt, and it was written by Bruno Heller, who's the creator. Okay. So right away I knew shit was about to go down. Yeah. <laughs> this, this was a something episode. It was a something episode, yeah. What did you think overall? It was better than... The Scarecrow garbage. Yeah. Scarecrow garbage it right was, about sums it up. Yeah. It was... It was kind of a thin episode for a Robin nod. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's exactly what it is. Yeah. Repeatedly. Um, over and over and over. <laughs> I just... It was light. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of enjoyed. Um, but I... I don't know. It was it was a good episode. Yeah, it, just it wasn't, wasn't. It wasn't part of the big Gotham conspiracy. No, of, you know all that. So. It is what it is. It was a nod to Robin. Yeah, or Dick Grayson. Yeah. Who, in case you haven't noticed, by the way. Yeah. In case you didn't know. So yeah, I mean, it was it was okay. It was not my favorite. I thought it was good. I thought it was better than the last two. It, yeah, it was, compared to the last two episodes, it was an upswing. Yeah. <laughs> so, there, but there wasn't really far to go. That's, that's true. Um, so we start off and Bruce is asleep in his study with his murder notebook. And there's a stormy storm because apparently now it always rains at Wayne Manor. Yeah, it does. That's just, you know, that's not weird, is it? Mm, sure. <laughs> and, um... We get these little flashes to start, and already I'm like, ugh. Well, we come in, and Bruce is asleep on the couch, and he's got his notebook. I call it his murder notebook. It's <laughs> it's his death note. Yeah. Uh, it's so blatantly open. I mean, the camera comes in and focuses back down on the notebook and then pulls away, so of course I have to pause and look at it. Mm-hmm. It's got his, uh, we're back to the emo drawings. Yeah, 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 I noticed that which too. Which is really kind of cool, and uh, it looks like it might could be Killer Croc. Or Godzilla, uh, uh-huh. front and center in the drawings, and if you read into his notes, it's uh, well, it's about Wellzine mm-hmm. and when did the chemical uh, something start, the experiments or whatnot okay. start. So it's it, we got a call back to a previous episode, which is cool. Um, possible Easter egg with the killer croc could be, couldn't be, who knows? Um, but it's really got to be awkward to lay still and asleep. Yeah, when you've got a camera coming at you like that's just yeah so Um, it's an introductory scene is all it it is and then we get a shot of penguin's mom singing at his club but there are new lamps there are new lamps it was very important to have new lamps falcon thought thought so yes um and that whole thing is just really weird and awkward and then uh we go to fish oh and Mm. she uh she's sleeping and then she wakes up and then she wakes everyone else up and they line up for water I don't know why it was imperative to wake okay. everybody up and line them up for water. I think it was. Okay. I think it was very important. Um, first of all, I want to say jumpy episode. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Here we're, we're like 30 seconds in. We're in our third yeah. scene. She's taken over. Mm-hmm. Um, she's started them with a routine. Oh. She's waking them up. She's making sure the injured are taken care of. Okay. It's it's a loyalty. She's gaining their loyalty. Yeah, because she's going to take care of them. Right. And if she shows she's going to take care of them, okay. then she gains their trust and they will follow her. Okay. So she's gaining, she wants their loyalty. Um, and she, so she starts, it's morning, it's time to get up. It's discipline, mm-hmm. order, where it's been chaos yeah, down here. So that's what I took from it. Okay, that's but, interesting. So, But I'm curious, is, 
is that is that all that it is or does she actually care about these people yeah or is it just they're gonna help her get out potentially yeah isn't it means to an end yeah or does she actually care because you see when they go up to the water it's it's always it's the injured people Mm -hmm. and there are people helping they're the first ones yeah so i don't know if she if it is completely an act She's damn good. It's a good act. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with what we see later. Right. Um, and so then we see Barb come to her apartment. Finally. She's, she's trashed. And she finds Ivy and Selena and they're like, hey. Hi. What's up? And um, she's not even phased. And all she has to do, all she keeps saying is, where's Jim? Right. And Selena's like, yeah, he dropped his keys off like a week ago. Um, so for... At least several weeks, because we find out later, Zaz mentions the span of weeks since uh, Fish has been, you right. know, uh, deposed. Right. So, so there's, there's weeks, a time jump here. Weeks for that, and then potentially weeks before that, because, you know, Jim was at Arkham, and we had the whole, all that. So for weeks... She's been gone for she's at been least gone, a month. At least, if not a month, month and a half. Right. And Which is fine by me. She just thinks that Jim's just been hanging out at her place. I guess. That he doesn't live at. That he doesn't live at while she does God knows what. Because she comes in and she's clearly drunk. At least drunk, mm-hmm. if not worse. And oh, yeah. 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 So then we go... And to she the, just starts eating some cereal. Yeah, she just plops down and starts eating some blueberry. Yeah, you know, whatever. Um... And we do get the flying fucking Grayson. It is the flying Grayson. Because this is the circus that they teased last episode that um, Leslie invited Jim to. And it is the Haley Circus, which is indeed the name of the circus that the Graysons were employed at. Okay. In the comics. Okay. So there's a dual, um, a dual Easter egg there. Um, Mom and Dad, John and Mary. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Robin actually, who goes on to become Nightwing when he goes to Bloodhaven, because he was tired of being in Batman's shadow. That's when we get Robin 2.0. Everything's a fucking shadow. Uh, uh, Right. Uh, But uh, Dick Grayson recently hooked back up with uh, his parents in the New 52 to help them solve crimes. His parents are still alive? Apparently so. Oh, Let's see. Uh, Haley Circus is indeed the name of the circus that employed the Graysons up until the death of John and Mary. Okay. He recently hooked back up with them in the New 52. I'm guessing that oh, the them circus. Oh, the circus, not them, them the as circus, parents. right. I thought you meant his parents, and I was like, what? Yeah. To help them solve some crimes, which his old friends and loved ones were embroiled. Oh, that's oh, nice. How sweet. So, yes, we have the Flying Graysons. Um, and... It, at least in the lights, we see later that I was not correct. But it, as when they're sh- when they're on stage in the lights, it looks like they're wearing just Robin's colors, mm. which is the red, mm. the green, and the yellow. Yeah, but in the end, they're wearing like all kinds of circusy. Yeah. But when they're in the garbage. lights, I was like, they're just wearing Robin's colors. Oh my god! Because you know I'm a big dork. Like well, that. you know it's it's cool. Yeah, that's cool, dude. So Jim and Leslie watch the show, and they're actually really cute together. Um. And for a minute, this is this is funny because Leslie is such a contrast to Barb because we never saw Barb and Jim go anywhere but that fucking apartment. No, and he was such a robot around her, and now with Leslie, he's like they're whispering, they're cuddling, they're cute, they're just really cute together. We never saw that with them, with no, Barb and Jim. No, mm-hmm. he was all very stoic, and yes. so I, I just thought Sucks. this was a nice contrast. It was, it is. Um, and so this clown car interrupts the act, and um, this one clown who looks 
really drunk. He attacks one of the Graysons. Yep. And then they have a big clown versus acrobat fight. <laughs> well, you know, them damn clowns. Yep. And then, of course, Jim has to step in and be like, I know. Oh, my God. He cannot stay out of it for nothing. Nope. And so, yeah. Uh, so then we go back to Penguin's Club, and Mama Penguin finishes her song. She's still singing. And everybody awkwardly only claps when Penguin claps. Right. But then a heckler appears. <laughs> and very quickly, uh, we don't see it on screen, but we see a blood, spl- blood spatter. That, yeah, um, he's, he's dead. Yeah. Penguin I just, breaks a bottle and cuts the shit out of him. I just hope they make him a sandwich. Oh, afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. Surely the staff knows to make him a sandwich. Yeah, and they just hand it over. Yes. Tuna fish. So, yeah. Tuna fish. Uh, Seriously. So, so back at the circus, Jim, uh, he's investigating the fight while Leslie treats people. We have an interview montage, but it's a different sort of montage. At least it's different. Stylistically, it was really cool with him, the way he... Because the camera's swinging back and forth behind Jim, and every time it comes back around, it's a different person. I thought that was pretty cool. I did, too. I I thought that was really neat. Um, I liked it too. I thought that was. I thought that was. It neat. was real quick. And um, as uh, Leslie's treating people, uh, John Grayson and Mary Lloyd are sassing each other. Right. Uh, excuse me. It's important to point out, I think, that nobody's talking to Jim. Yes, they're all talking to Leslie. But they will talk to Leslie because the point of that whole montage of Jim's, the baby montage, was to show that nobody's telling him anything. Right. <laughs> nobody's talking. Yeah. So I thought. <laughs> Meanwhile, they'll they'll say all kind of shit in front of Leslie. But this isn't a a common trope you see with circuses, mm-hmm. though. Is they they internalize everything. They yeah. no outsiders, no nothing. Yeah. And um, so they talk about the feud, and uh, Mary says that it's Lila's fault. Right. And then they kind of clam up, and uh, Jim apologizes to Lee for the date gone wrong, and she's she's really cool about Best it. She's like, no, this is fine. Ever. Yeah, she's like, no, this is fun. <laughs> uh, I do want to mention that John Grayson is played by Robert Gorey, mm-hmm. who had a nice run on One Life to Live. Okay. Raw. Uh, and Mary Lloyd is played by Abby Snee. Okay. Who, the only thing I could find, she was in an episode of Gossip Girl. Okay. But her filmography list is like this big. Yeah, it's nil. She's just getting started. So. Okay. But people talk to doctors. Yeah, people talk to doctors. And um, it turns out this Lila person that they mentioned is a snake dancer. Sure. Um, in the sideshow. That's a thing. And uh, she, uh, Leslie wants to investigate with Jim. She wants to. I want to go too. So I know. I would want to go. So. And uh, so they go to Lila's trailer and Lila's son Jerome is the only one there. Jerome is played by Cameron Mon- M- Monaghan. Okay. Uh, he was in Malcolm in the Middle. Okay. He was in... Uh, He's, there's a show apparently called Shameless that I'd never heard of, but he's in, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he's in it a lot. The, uh, the American version? I, sure. Yeah. I don't okay. know anything about it. So. Not Showtime. Couldn't, oh, t- uh, whatever. Um, but he was also on a episode of Criminal Minds, which is one of my, actually, it's one of my more favorite episodes. Yeah. And when I realized that it was him, I was, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. You're lucky I didn't text you like 50 times because I was so excited. <laughs> it's it's the episode, uh, I didn't get the name of it for some reason, um, but it's the episode where there's this haunted house up on the hill and there's mm-hmm. supposed to be this creepy old man that lives there or something mm-hmm. and kids keep disappearing. And it turned out that one of the little kids was actually the psychopath that was killing other kids. Yeah. And he, Cameron, was the little boy. Woo. 
that they took away. It was this, and I saw went and looked at the picture, went back to find the pictures to go what, and I was like, oh my god, that's him. This is the creepy little kid. Yeah, turned out to be this guy. I was like, oh, okay. But um, so he comes out and they introduce him to Jerome, but the the ringmaster dude Mm -hmm. tries to get him to tell a story. Yeah, it's very obvious. Yeah. He's like, okay, but you know, Jerome, he's she's probably out on she's one of her probably binges, yeah. And he's like, mm-mm. yeah. And uh, he says he hasn't seen her since that morning, but also that she left her purse, she left her all the stuff she would normally take with her, yeah. And um, yeah, like you said, the ringmaster's like, oh, she's probably on a spree, and Jerome actually disagrees with him, right? And then Jim. Gets the idea to use Lila's snake to trace her. Okay. Here's my problem with this scene. Everybody is bundled up in coats. Yes, it's it's visibly cold out. And that snake is, is out in the open. In an open ca- Well, the cage itself isn't open, but it's an open cage. On the outside side of the trailer. In the, this is a cold-blooded creature, and yep. she's mo- the snake is moving around. Yep. Like, is there a heat rock in there? Because you still would have the sides covered. Something. Yeah. Poor snake. I know. I kind of thought that, too. I was like, that's... And and Jerome, uh, at this one point, he, like, raises his eyebrows in a manner, and I'm like, mm, that's Jack Nicholson right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was kind of creepy for a second. Yeah. he's He's got a very expressive face. He does. He's so beautiful. <laughs> I mean, he's creepy. I mean, what? He's creepy. Uh, and so, yeah, and it, I thought that the snake thing was something that, like, Harvey would do. Yeah. It was a Harvey-esque kind of thing. I was like, what, what are you doing? I'm Why? Like, what? What? But it actually works for some reason. Whatever. And the, the snake finds Lila's body dead, and the ringmaster knew about it. And well, sure, it was cover-up. He says they found her that way. And but that's not where they found her. No. And so we go back to fish and she speaks to her new her new crew her family and uh nice monologue though yeah oh really nice family 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 we're family family which i thought was funny because uh falcone always called them a family and she well it's the the, the, whatever the mob family yeah they're always called but the thing is she's actually honest because she says some 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 of you may you know may die but you'll die next to family Family, family, family. But she, and this is where she's, she actually says uh, they're being used as transplant donors. Right. And so this doesn't jive with, I think, the way, if they are literally being used for spare parts, they could be used over and over and over and over and over again until there's nothing salvageable right. left. Right. They're not being treated that way. because No, they're not being taken care of. With, with her eyes gouged out. Right. No bandages, no nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So that just Stupid. doesn't make sense to me. Stupid. But yeah, so she. she but has that's a plan. the that's the story we're being fed. Yes, so. and she has a plan. If they do exactly what she says, because we're get, family, she'll get some of them out because they're family. Butch Gilzine. I mean, <laughs> family. Um, I'm surprised she's not like you. I have renamed Butch. <laughs> that's right, because in, in that that last episode, she's like, I'm gonna call you Doc. Yeah, I'm surprised. Give all like, my friends nicknames. You're Butch. Uh, so, uh, the ringmaster le- then leads Jim and Leslie to the site where they originally found Layla's body. Right. 
And they don't really find much, but they find a bloodstain. Right. And it turns out that the ringmaster and the head of the families, each head of the family's mm-hmm. noose. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing they mean the head of the Lloyd family, the head of the Grayson family. But there's yeah. got to be other families there. Yeah. Yeah, because not everybody's an acrobat or a clown. <laughs> That's a very small circus. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, we go to the GCPD and finally Harvey's there. And Bo- <laughs> he's so confused. He is. And uh, he's like, is this? some kind of a joke because Jim has basically brought in the entire circus. Literally. Yeah. And um, because, of course, Jim doesn't know how to do anything halfway. No. And so Jim then interviews Jerome and uh, Jerome says that uh, he, he kind of, he tries to be delicate with them. He's like, so <laughs> Jerome is like, Mm-mm. he's like, so does she have any boyfriends? And he's like, no. And Jim has heard that she's, you know, promiscuous. Yeah. And so he's like, are you sure? And he's like, oh, no, she's had lovers. Just not yeah. boyfriends. Sex partners. Yeah. And he's like, sex is very healthy. And Jim is like, taken it's aback. A very awkward conversation. Yeah. Jim's like, um, awesome. You're not supposed to. It's great. About things like that. How old is he supposed to be? Jerome. See, I, I got like 16, 17, maybe. Yeah. But he kind looks kind of kinda old to be 16 or 17. I don't know. I kind of got the impression that he was a minor, though. Yeah, but he doesn't look... I don't know why. I just, he looks older, but he acted like... Yeah. He was... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and no. But I, yeah. I put in my notes that he seems detached. Yeah. It was a really awkward conversation all like, the way around. He was like, I love my mother, but she can't cook. But aside from that, she's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um... But, yeah, and he, he says that the circus is his family, and that's a parallel with Fish's speech. So I yeah. thought that was interesting. Yeah, I, I apparently didn't pick up on that. Uh, so Jim and Harvey, they're, they're interviewing each side. One of them's taking the Graysons, and one of them's taking the, um, the Lloyd right. head of the family. Um, I think Bullock's still confused at this point. Yeah, he really is. And then Alvarez is trying to interview one of the kids, one of Mary Mary or John, and they keep talking to each other. And we find out that they used to be in love. And Mary's like, I don't know how I could ever have loved somebody like you. Yes. And we learned that they have, the, the two families have been feuding. Yes. Since, before the Great War, World War One. Yep, some something about a horse over a stolen horse. Yep, everybody's like, really? And at this point, when I first watched it, I was like, please don't let this be all about John and Mary's forbidden love. I was like, I'm really tired. Oh God, not Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, and it didn't turn out to be that, so I was I was oh, happy thanks. about that. But that's yes. that's where I was like, oh yeah. fuck, yeah. And they're, of course, they're all blaming each other. Poor Alvarez. He's just sitting there. He's just trying to do his paperwork. <laughs> Alvarez is like, don't make me sign a warrant because I have a bunch of blank ones signed by Judge Bam Bam and I can arrest your ass. <laughs> he keeps them in his desk drawer. We know this. He does. Yeah. So, um, so then we go back to Fish and um, she, uh, they are getting ready for the guards to appear. Again with the jumping. And she's leading this mass meditation. Yeah. And they until they hear them coming, and then they they all get ready. Yeah. Um. And it it works though. Whatever it is she's doing, it's working. Yeah, because they they do have some semblance of order to them now. Right. And um the the guards come in and they're asking for a specific inmate fifty seven A. Mm-hmm. And Fish is like, no, I want to chat. Okay, but wait. And she wants uh supplies. She said, I'll give you I'll give you who you want. 
but I want like she rattles off all these supplies like water, all these crates of food. water, blanket, fruit. Uh huh. And um, some magazines. Yeah, and and just you know some magazines. some magazines. And she says, otherwise we'll just kill him, and you don't get what you want because then he's dead. And the guy who's responded to fifty seven A is visibly nervous. Yes, but this had to be because they don't know who who they're going to ask for when they, they had to know down. this was the plan. They though. knew that whoever it was, we're going to kind of use you as not bait, but but bait. Yeah. In essence. So, I mean, it could have been any one of them. Right. And, um, so, yeah, she's just very blunt. She's like, we'll just kill the guy if you don't give us what we want. And but he's I, very, they're, he's very important, though. Yeah. We really need him. Yeah. These guys who've come down here. And, uh, they, they kind of balk at her, and then they proceed to beat him to death in front of the guards. Well, at first I wasn't sure he was dead. Yeah. Because when they kind of kicked at him, he looked like he was still kind of moving. Yeah, but later we see that. But then she repeats the terms. She, you know, prisoner exchange. You stay mm-hmm. here. I'll go. And, uh... Because the guard, uh, he wants to take her to see the manager. And she's like, no, you stay here. Yeah, and he says that they'll be back. And then she's like, yay, team. But then you realize the guy is actually the dead. The guy is actually dead. Yeah. But, I mean, it kind of goes back to what you were saying. Um, if it's an act or not. But if it is an act, she did a really good job. Because she, she looked visibly, you know, like. Yeah, she goes over to him and kisses him on the forehead. She looked yeah. visibly upset. Yeah. Um, hey, if it is an act, it's a great act. But yeah. she's. She's getting what she needs. But God, just seeing her in this situation, because, I mean, honestly, we don't know what she's done to get to where she was in Falcone's organization. We see no. her already in a certain no. position. Right. So seeing, like, literally in this dungeon where she has no power, mm-hmm. just using her her wits to become their leader in a short amount of time and actually like get some authority in here and actually bargain with these people that are holding them. That was really cool for me to see. It really was. The only thing we have any, even slightly comparable is Butch. Yeah. Because Butch is loyal to her to a fault. Yep. We don't really see that with any of her other people, but with Butch. Yeah. Like he's with her to the end of the line, man. Yep. So he is. But now we see how she's able to do that. Yeah. And, and she so, does it well. She knows what strings to pull. Yeah. And so, and she's smart as hell. She really is. So I think, I think when like. She's a tactician too. Yeah. She's thought it through. When you see like somebody like Salviano who was like, I'm going to take over when Falcone leaves because I'm the next in line. Because I said. And I'm like, I don't think you understand how fucking smart Fish Mooney is. No. Because you're not. <laughs> no. Nope, but, nope, nope. So I, I just thought that was really, that was really good to see. Um. So we go back to Jim and Harvey. They're filling Essen in on the case. Yep. And she's confused, too. The, the snake? What? Yeah. She's like, oh, you, you let a <laughs> snake out? I'm just... You did what? And then um, Ed and Leslie come in, and they confirm that Lila was killed with some kind of a blade, like a hatchet or something like that. Right. Um, and they have a tentative time of death. And, yeah, like a 45-minute window or something, yeah, I think they said. Yeah, and so it would have been unlikely, but it would have been technically possible for either of the the main suspects to kill her, either Lloyd or Grayson. And Bullock wants to go look at the phone records, and I'm trying to figure out what the hell phone records have to do with this. It's a fucking circus. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to figure that out, too. Were they I'm cans like, tied to strings? I'm like, baby, I don't know what you're talking about. What? And then there was a... Bless him. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. 
Um, and so Jim, uh, he lets everybody but the two main guys go, and he gives the circus folk a little Jim Gordon speech. Stop fighting! Basically, pretty much, and Lee likes it. <laughs> he has more facial expressions these days. I know! Like, he's got a personality, and it's kind of cool to see. What? Um, and so... This blind guy comes in. Paul Cicero. Yes. Who is played by Mark Margolis. Okay, he's been in stuff. He's a guy who's in things. Yep. He's been in a lot of different stuff. Nothing too huge. He was in Scarface a little bit, but mostly it's just kind of a one here, one here, one here, one there thing. Uh, the thing is, the character, mm-hmm. There's this is the interesting part. Paul Cicero, the character, is named after a character in Goodfellows. Oh. Uh Paul Cicero, who is played by Paul Sorvino in Goodfellows, this is the second role to be named after a Goodfellow character, after Frankie Corbone. Oh, There's Frankie yeah. Corbone, Paul Cicero. This is the second character we've oh, gotten okay. that was named after a Gotham, a Goodfellows, you know what I'm trying to say, a Gotham character that was named after a Goodfellows character. Yeah, that's interesting. There's the sentence. Okay. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and so he comes in and he... Uh, he addresses I Jim and Leslie. Have a message. Yeah, he addresses them like by name. And um he says that Lila sent him a message from the other side. And it's that the servant of the devil lies in the garden of the Iron Sisters. Okay, if I were to send a message from beyond the grave, it would not be a riddle. Okay, like he went to the Katrina Crane school of cryptic <laughs> messages. <laughs> Because I'm the same way. I'd be like, hey, guess who killed me? Well, yeah. This person. Or, you know, something up is down, left is right. What? Yeah. No, none of that bullshit. It'd be, no, it was this guy. Yeah. It was Lloyd. <laughs> so, uh, so we go back to, we go to Wayne Manor and Bruce is working in his study. Well, he's taking more notes under his drawings. And at first I'm like, okay, did he make more drawings and then make more notes underneath. and then the exact same drawings and he's yeah. making more notes so i had to back it up and go back and look at it a second time uh-huh. and it's like he's adding notes maybe okay. but it's always that same freaking page that's all the prop department could come up with well and i have a bone to pick with that later in the episode okay um but yeah and so we find out that he's going to meet the board of wayne enterprises the next day and alfred's like this is not a good idea Nothing about this is a good idea. No. Bruce is like, well, I'm going to do it. So I've made up my mind. Yeah. But Alfred talks about, you know, if somebody finds us lying in a ditch somewhere. And I'm like, what does Alfred know that he's not telling? Yeah. Because he seems way more afraid of what's happening than uh-huh. I think we have enough evidence to uh-huh. back up. Uh-huh. Because Bruce, Bruce doesn't have shit. No. I mean, he's got pieces of stuff, but he doesn't have a lot of anything. No, he really doesn't. But Alfred is so against it that he's talking about being found in a ditch dead. Mm-hmm. That's where he goes with that. What? Yeah. He knows something. Yeah. Telling you he knows something. Um, And so we go back to Penguin's Club and it continues to be just pathetic and sad. He plays like chopsticks or some bullshit. Yeah. and But I like Why? all the blue light though. It I went, do like the blue light. It went from all the red light with Fish's place mm-hmm. to all the blue light now that very, it's Penguin's. Very icebergy. Yeah. But it's like. A second, and then boom, we're gone again. Yeah, and I put in my notes it would it would look better with a big tank in the middle with some seals and some penguins. <laughs> Just saying, Just you know, saying. otters, Ot- otters. Oh, he needs otters at the he iceberg needs lounge. Otters. Yes, that would be great. Love me 
maybe some otters. I think that might be too cold for an otter, but still otters. So, yeah, otters. Just otters. Um, and so we go to Barb's apartment, and she tries on clothes for Selena and Ivy, who give her relationship advice. I know she's getting relationship advice from like thirteen-year-old street kids. Well, you know, anything is better than what she's done. <laughs> That's true. Oh my god. Um, and we find out that she's gonna go see Jim, and basically Selena tells her like, "Don't slut it up so much. <laughs> Act like you don't care. You like you're going desperate. sailing, <laughs> sailing." sailing well you know if you if you're thinking of like rich people you're like what do rich people do they sail well and that's all there is there's just water so okay (laughs) kind of works i'm just like okay this is the weirdest slumber party Uh, ever (laughs) so uh so we go back to uh you know to leslie's house and she's made jim dinner at least she can cook yeah yeah and um that's nice he makes a point of saying how really really good it is and He's trying to eat, and she's Bless like... Bless his heart, he wants to eat. She's like, I figured out the riddle. It's, it's And she's like, gets up. Yeah, and she's like, oh, Sorry, it's... Sorry, I need to spit at you. It's by this bridge, and he's like... The sisters. He's like, yeah, and... we, can, we can look in the morning. And she's like, or we could go now. And he's like, but you made food. Let him finish freaking eating. And I thought, like, first of all, it's really shitty. You can't investigate in the dark. I mean, even if they don't she find... She has a flashlight. Well, I know, but even if they don't find anything, you're going to have to go back in the daylight to be, I know. to be sure. I know. The thing, my problem with this, she's bullying him into it again. Yeah. Yeah. This she's is very, becoming yeah. a habit. Yeah, that's true. I'm not okay with that. Um, And I put in my notes, the only thing I don't like about them working together, really, is the lack of Harvey. I know. Because she's... Being his partner in this She's, episode. There's there's no zingers. Yeah, I know. We haven't had a Harvey Zinger in a while. I know. I just want to say, uh, my notes say I don't understand folk dancing either. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't. He says something about folk not dancing. understanding folk yeah. dancing. Which I was like, oh my God, Jim made it like a kind He made of a, a funny. He <sighs> made kind of a little joke. It's because there's no Harvey there to make them. That's true. Just saying. He has to be sad and awkward about mm. it. Um, so they visit the park in the fucking dark with flashlights. Not even good flashlights. No. Not even like mag lights or no. anything. Just no. like shitty flashlights. Yep. And um, I'm just going to agree with you. I do like that uh, Lee calls him on his bullshit. Yeah. She's not wrong about it. Uh, but also she manipulates him. But he's right about the pie. Yeah. So. Yeah. Jim, I put in my notes, Jim likes pie. He must be related to. Yeah. The Winchesters. He must be. So I can see that miraculously because they have fucking flashlights and it's the dark and there's <sighs> leaves and shit everywhere. They find this hatchet and it's got initials on it and it's from the Hellfire Club. And do these people, they do not believe in evidence bags. No, I thought that too. I was like, shit. this is no chain of custody. None. Just- I don't even know that he's, he might be wearing gloves. I couldn't really tell, but also the markings are underneath the blood. That's important. Okay. The Hellfire Club, the markings, everything yeah. are underneath the blood. Really? That's important later. Hmm. Um, okay, and I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, I thought the Hellfire Club was a Marvel thing. Because it was in uh, Days of Future Past. Not Days of Future Past. I'll get back to one. you. I'll get back to you very okay. shortly. It was in first class, and I kind of thought that was a Marvel thing. But Jim does think that the Hellfire Club thing is a red herring. He says that it was some cult Several years ago, and there were some murders, and it was satanic. Uh, but right away, he doesn't think it fits in with uh, with what's going on. And um, so he calls the GCPD, 
and he wants some people brought in, but in a very specific way. He wants them uh, not to see each other or whatever. Um, and they have a chat about, uh, Leslie and Jim have a chat about sharing lives and whatnot. And um, he kind of like grudgingly allows her to continue to help with the investigation. You are absolutely correct. <gasps> it is a Marvel thing. Yay! Hellfire Club is, 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 it is. It's, I'm trying to find. Because you know the nightclub in first class that she sneaks yeah, into? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well the, that's Hel the Hellfire Club. The Hellfire Club, that's Azriel and. Yeah. Um, Azazel. Azazel. Yeah, Azazel, sorry. Azazel yeah. and Kevin Bacon and. Because I Emma can't Frost remember his name. And all yeah, that. that's the Hellfire Club. Yep. And I, I just did a search for DC Hellfire Club and it keeps coming back up Marvel, 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 Marvel. And the reference to it in this episode. Interesting. So, yeah, that's kind of weird. I mean, the Hellfire Club isn't like a trademark thing, but no. I, I associated with Marvel and it kind of stood out to me. And if I know something about Marvel, then, you know, I'm not like all up in the canon. Hellfire Club Marvel NDC Space Battles Forums. What? And also, they made it sound like, like, based on what Jim was saying, like there was, it was basically a satanic cult. Right. And they were murdering folks, and I was like, like a decade ago. Yeah, and I just I just thought that was just really weird, but you know, whatever. So yeah, all I can find is references to to Emma Frost and the X Men and Shaw, okay. and apparently there might be something in the New Fifty Two here. I don't want to spend too much time looking into okay. this, but yeah, you're correct. Originally, it is a Marvel a Marvel thing. Okay, That's crossover. Uh, so, Jim has brought Cicero in. But at least Jim calls it in. Yes. Sort of. Yeah, and he, he makes the point of saying, like, he wants some people brought in, but he wants them brought in in a specific way. He Shouldn't they have, like, a forensics team go to the garden place and whatever? You would think, but right. you know. Now, between the garden scene and uh, going back to the GCPD mm -hmm. is something I want to show you. Okay. Let me see. That is bat-like. It's bat smoke. It's bat smoke. It's not the it's same. Different bat it's smoke. different bat smoke. We'll see if they use that one again because that's blue light. An, and it's a nighttime. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Where the other I, one was daytime bat smoke, wasn't it? Yeah, it was daytime yeah. with the with the brownish billboard. They used it twice. Yeah. Um, now this it may look more bluish because of my TV. Oh yeah. And this is I took a picture with my phone because I'm retarded. <laughs> And um, I couldn't find the See, screenshot. See, that kind of stuff is the subtle stuff. Not like... But I don't know if that's even on purpose. I would think it would be. Because you know they've got to be doing that smoke CGI. I There's no way guess. they got a shot of New York that's just happens, happens to, have, to have a bat looking yeah. three times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the first two is, was the exact same. It was the Stock same footage yeah, used was. more than once. So, <laughs> called you on it. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, we go back to the GCPD, and Jim is talking to Cicero, and he tells him about the hatchet, and he basically lays out that he thinks this message from the from beyond was bullshit. Now, before that, there was the scene between Jim and Leslie. Yeah. Oh, my Where God, that's about sharing so lives. seen. That scene was so freaking annoying. Yeah. Uh... They're both right. It was unnecessary. She wants to play 
It's the second time he's called her back from walking away. He's being a hypocrite, but she's being manipulative. Yep. So then he calls Cicero out. Yeah, and uh, he says that he thinks that the weapon was staged and that he's protecting someone he loves. And right away he brings Jerome in the room. And Jim tells Jerome, he's like, yeah, you killed your mom. And he says that he thinks Cicero is Jerome's dad. And Cicero immediately confirms it. And I thought this was, I thought this was interesting because Jim's like, we can do a blood test and find out in 30 minutes. Right, doctor? Just un- And we can have just unequivocal proof. And she's yes. like, yeah, we can totally yes. do that. And, um, yeah, but she seems a little unsure of herself when she says it. Yeah. And at this point, Jerome changes. He is awesome yep. in this scene. He goes from uh, an abrupt break yep. to uh, grieving to cruel. Uh, the change in his voice, the change in his tone, uh, the timbre, it's... It's like he was trying to cover all the jokers. I thought that too because I got shades of Ledger, I got shades of Jack Nicholson, Hamill, yeah, all of it, yeah, back and forth from the the scary dead eye, creepy smile that mm-hmm. uh, Nicholson does, the the voice of Hamill, mm-hmm. and the the jokey laughter of Ledger, yeah, all crammed in together. But he kind of pulls it off. Yeah, he. I was really surprised at how well this was done. Because we've talked about it before, mm-hmm. and we even talked about it when we were originally watching the the first season run, that if you even think about doing Joker... Now. It's going to be hard. It really is, um, because there hasn't been a new Joker since Ledger's death. Yeah. And that was such a huge ordeal for everybody involved, emotionally and fans. Well, and they, they made a point of saying it took a toll on him. Yeah, playing the Joker. Well, Nick, 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 Nicholson, Nicholson said it did too. Anybody who's played yeah. uh, physically, yeah, Hamill does his voice uh, Hamilton for Hamilton for twenty years. Yeah, but he's he does, uh, but he doesn't have to do the physicality of it. He he does though when he records. Yeah, that. but he not does. the full like makeup and and everything. Right, and anybody who's played the Joker says that about mm-hmm. him. Uh, so it it has there's a legacy of playing the Joker. Uh, between how good the people who have played him have mm-hmm. been and the toll it takes on you. Yeah. Um, so to have somebody new after all these years was exciting and kind of scary. And I read I read on IMDb that this kid locked himself in his apartment for like a week to prepare to do this. And it's it's like, okay. But I, yeah, this, this whole scene, because he confesses and he, he lays everything out. And um, the, even the way he was like, you can be a drunk whore, but don't be a nagging. Don't be a nagging drunk whore. You know, he's he's right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it was, I was really The impressed. whole scene. He owned it. He did. I was, I was really pleasantly I was surprised. Re- yeah. Um, I also want to point out the blind guy's cane had the head of a horse. Oh, really? On, on the, the hook of it, um, and that the feud between the Lloyds was and the Graysons was over a horse. Yeah, I don't know if that was significant or on purpose, but it was the there. But there it is. Um, And then the laugh he gives at the end. Mm. It's pretty damn good. But I want him also to make it his own. Yes. If we ever see him again. Yeah. Because this could just be it. It could be. 
We don't know. Um, but, oh, my gosh, he was great, and I loved him. And I was so enraptured. And I know, like, reading some of the stuff online, people have said, people have said, oh, we don't know that's the Joker. It could be oh, a fuck. Joker. Oh, and I was please. Like, I was like, no, fuck. that's the Joker. Bullshit. That's him. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. That's is. the Joker. Yeah. You, no, no. Yeah. Some people are saying he's not the Joker. No. They don't yes, know that he's yes, the Joker. Yes, yes, And I'm like, yeah, he pretty yeah, sure he is. Yeah, If he's not, then they're stupid. Yeah. So He's uh, perfect. Yeah. That hair. Mm-hmm. I, I, the kid actually has red hair, but I'm sure they, they, they enhanced it. Mm-hmm. They because even him. when they they had him when he was in Criminal Minds, he was a little redhead then too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they enhanced that then too. But, but yeah. oh my god, it was Ooh. great. Uh, okay, anyway, uh, so we move on, and Jim is talking to Leslie alone, and she really liked being involved in the case. Now he's in the girls' locker room. Yeah, and uh, they're gonna quote unquote go home now, mm-hmm. and they start making out because Jim doesn't have a home. I know. Jim just wants a girlfriend so he can have somewhere to live. <laughs> He's like, can I stay with you? Um, And so Barb walks in. And walks back out. And she sees them kissing, and then she rushes out before he yes. sees her. So, yeah. Well, and, and I don't know why she's so fucking surprised. Like, she disappeared for, like, a month. At least. Plus. Yeah. No contact, no nothing. No. He dropped off his keys at her place a week and a half ago. Yeah. What was she what was she expecting? And she hasn't been back to her apartment no. in that whole time. No. And she's like, Oh. So what, he's supposed to be pining over her? And I'm really pissed off because she never actually broke up with him. Mm-mm. She made a point of saying she was gonna get her shit together like she was gonna come back. Which she hasn't done. No. no. She's done the opposite of that. I know. She's gotten her shit further apart. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. So she, she's completely lost her shit. Yeah, that's true. Um, so we go back to Penguin's sad, sad club. And he's so got sad. some violinist playing, who's a good violinist, but it's she's not, not exactly, bad. It's no. not exactly a club kind of performance. No, the punk rocker dude's not real happy about it. Yeah, and so this is when Victor comes in. <gasps> and mm-hmm. Penguin mm-hmm. is like, hello, Victor. But you can tell he's freaked out. Oh, totally. And um, he tells him that he needs help with the club, and he's brought Butch in to help. Dun, dun, dun. And Penguin is more afraid of Butch than he is of Victor. Oh, he's totally shaken. He's visibly shaken. Yeah, and uh, so Victor says that he has, quote, unquote, worked on him. For a few weeks. For a few. See, and that's how we know it's at least been weeks right. since, since that happened. Yep. And then we had all the Arkham crap. Yep. That happens. So, so Barb's been gone a long time. Yeah, Barb's been gone a long time. So uh, he said he seems really compliant now, and he tells uh, Victor tells Penguin that Butch will do whatever he asks, and Penguin has him dance. Oh my heart! And I'm like, what have they done to Butch? My heart. Yeah. Butch Gilsey. Butch Gilsey. Who I never thought I'd give two shits about. I know. Going forward. My I mean, from the beginning. broken. Ugh. So, we go to Bruce, and he's preparing for his meeting. Yeah. And he goes and sees the board. Okay, the boardroom mm-hmm. that is in a glass room. Yes. Inside a glass room. Yes. That's, that's uh, Gotham logic. Okay. And he has some questions for the board. He wants to talk about Arkham, and he wants to talk about Wellsine. Yes. And everyone does look really nervous. Yes. And, and dismissive. Yeah. And then we move on. Again. Because yeah, that's again, what we do. Because that's what we're doing. 
Um, and in case you didn't realize, Mary and John, <gasps> they're back together and they thank yeah. Jim. Happy customers. Yeah, happy customers. And in case you didn't realize, these are Robin's parents. But they're going to name their kid Gordon. Yeah. And, <laughs> and well, John suggests that and Mary's like, ah, we'll talk about it. We're going to name him Dick. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're gonna Mary name, likes Dick better. We're going to name him Dick. Mary um, likes Dick better. <laughs> Dick, John, and Mary. God, you can't tell when this was written, can you? No. Um, Jim, Harvey. So they leave, and Harvey wants to know why Jim's so damn happy. And then he's like, wait a minute, you got laid. Of course he knows. Of course he knows. Harvey notices every tiny little thing Jim does, because he's watching. Yes, he is. He is. Uh, so we go back to was it, was it? He says you slept and you stayed at a place with no razor and you smell like girly soap. And you smell like girl soap, yeah. Yeah. Harvey likes it. Yeah, he, he likes does. the scruff. Yeah, he does. Uh, so we go back to baby Bruce, and he is making some very broad accusations. Oh, he is. And um, they're they're like, oh, we'll we'll look into these rumors that you mentioned. Um, and Bruce is like, good, because I'm going to bring this up at the next shareholders meeting, and there yeah. may be legal action. Uh huh. Oh dear. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh my. And I will say they're right. He has no fucking evidence. No, he has I don't know they what they don't know. What legal action is he supposed to take? He's a child. And so do you think that's a ploy on Bruce's part to see what happens? Yes. Because he doesn't lay any evidence out because we know he doesn't have He says it. he doesn't he hasn't told them everything, but we know he doesn't. Yeah. So you think this is a ploy? I think Bruce's it's a ploy. Part. Okay. I think it's a ploy. Okay. So, but in, Bruce mentions that uh, his age doesn't matter, but if, except that if he were an adult, he would be chairing the board. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely right. He is. He is correct. Because um, he does own the company. He does. He's yeah. just a minor. Yeah. But I, I thought it was interesting. Well, and Alfred I, stands. Right behind him. Yeah, I shouldn't say he's just a minor. It sounds belittling. It's that fact. uh, It's the point is he's a minor. Yeah, not just a. He's just a minor. That sounded terrible in my head after I said it. So (laughs) I apologize. Um, But yeah, Alfred's right there with him. He pulls his chair out for him. It was kind of sweet. Yeah, I liked it. The white white chairs and they're behind you. White white room and yeah. Um, but I did I did notice that there were some uh. There were some ladies on the board. Yes, there several were some different people of color, several different nationalities. So I was I was kind of jazzed about was that. Pleased to see that. Yeah. Yes, and there were a good dozen, mm-hmm. dozen of them. Yeah. Um, so there was so some... like right up front there was a man and a woman. Yeah. And she was Asian, and I, was it a white guy? Because there was a black woman sitting next to him. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, around the room, I didn't really pay much attention beyond that. But there was some good representation in that board, which I thought was nice because I'm like, okay, these are people of power. Right. That's that's. I mean, they're controlling Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, they are the board of directors, so So, I thought that was good. Yeah, I like that. Um, And so our last scene is uh, back at Fish's Dungeon O' Fun. Because it's just it's just fun times down in the dungeon. Oh god! And the guards come back and they have. They're like, okay. They're like, yep, you have a deal. And the guard Thomas Schmidt, because she makes him she makes him tell her, her his full name. Uh, he's gonna stay while she goes up and speaks to the manager. She says her her family's gonna take good care. His of His name is Thomas. 
takes his beating stick or yeah, body his, stick. I yeah, don't know what away. Thing's takes called. the weapon he has away. They don't seem to have guns, though. Well, they they don't want to shoot him. That's true. They're livestock. They're just going to beat the crap out of them. Yeah. They're livestock that's treated very, very poorly. Yes. PETA needs to get on up in there and <laughs> yeah. get their shit going. And it just, it's counterintuitive to me. Yeah, that's... The way they're being Now treated. that you've brought that up, I'm, I'm like... That can't un- the things you can't unsee. Because can you imagine like if they take somebody's kidney, do they just like chuck them back in there and be like, "Well, I hope you don't get an infection." Yeah, totally. I mean, well, like, yeah, that was no that's IVs, a different... no nothing. I mean, nothing. Just chuck nothing. them back in there. Yeah, no bandages, antibiotics, Ugh. bathtubs. And I know if she would have been bandaged, we would have lost the effect of eye sockets in last episode. They took my eyes. Yeah, yeah, still. Yeah. So. yeah. So that was our episode. Yeah. This was such an improvement over the scarecrows. Yeah, it was. Plural. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was jumpy, but it wasn't as jumpy. It was jumpy, but it was better jumpy. I, I don't know. Because, I mean, I know we have to hit, did we, have we to hit a decent We hit numbers. everybody this time, didn't we? Because uh, we, did we not had hit Maroney. We did not hit Falcon. We haven't seen Maroney in a while. Well, we saw him last episode. Remember, he was meeting Not Maroney. I'm not thinking Maroney. I'm thinking Montoya. Oh, no, yeah. we haven't seen... That's because she's terrible. Oh, that's right. Uh, but we haven't seen Montoya or, or uh, Alan. Alan in several episodes. Yeah. The major, there haven't been any major crimes. No. So. They're just off interviewing bums at the docks for yeah. no reason. Listening to what anybody tells them. <laughs> Absolutely anything. <laughs> so, yeah, it was... But I think maybe it was so choppy. Yeah. That that's all it was. Yeah. Does that make any sense at all? It wasn't as bad. I yeah. don't know. So, what was your favorite scene? Are you kidding? The Joker. The joke. The, the yeah. Yeah. The 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 reveal. Uh, they. It's not technically. It's not a reveal. But come on, it's a freaking reveal. Yeah. Because uh, we don't. You told me that we don't have a canon origin for Joker. I don't think so. I think not that I'm aware of. I was looking and um. Online mentioned there was one book that Alan Moore wrote that was that showed him as like some failed engine. He was like an engineer and he quit his job and then he was a failed bad comedian. Um, and then we saw what we saw in the and I guess I guess for all these years I thought what we saw in the Batman movie was his canon origin. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's the cool thing with the Joker is you can do whatever the fuck you want with him because. It's kind of cool that we don't have a canon origin because he's chaos. If you explain where he came from, right? it kind of, I don't know, it loses some of its stuff. I don't know. I got no words. But I, th- I thought that was really cool. Um, I agree. That was probably my favorite scene, too. Although That's the best scene in this episode. Although honorable There's mention no... goes to Fish's speech. Okay, yeah. I really like that because I, you really see how powerful she can be with given nothing well she influences others and how persuasive she can be and how charismatic she can be Mm -hmm. and yet also fucking ruthless if need be so i just i like that one but yeah the (gasps) the joker scene what you're (gasps) next episode okay okay but yeah so that was that was probably my favorite too because when when he when he flipped that switch it was it was magic for me. It was great. Oh, I know. And I'm like this whole time I'm sitting there, smile, 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 do it. There. And then it he is. does the laugh. 
and his face just I, you cannot imagine that his face that smile would he don't need no makeup Mm-mm. his smile just cracks his face in two yeah and it's evil yeah. oh it's great I know. But did you notice they didn't say where he was going? They didn't say either Blackgate or Arkham. No, but you know he's got to go to... He's gotta I don't go think to he, they'd have to send him to Blackgate because the Joker's been to Blackgate. And I don't think they have a good enough case for him being crazy. Okay, according... For Arkham. N- exactly. There's no, there's no crazy crazy to him. Okay, according, according to the Batman wiki... Uh, though many have been related, a definitive history of the Joker has never been established in the comics. His true name has never been confirmed. Oh, there you go. I like that they went with the J name. Uh, Jerome. Yes. The most widely cited backstory can be seen in Alan Moore's The Killing Joke. Yes. It depicts him as originally being an engineer at a chemical plant who quits his job to pursue his dream of being a stand-up comedian, only to fail miserably. Yep. He has a wife. Um... Chris Thompson, desperate to support his pregnant wife, the man agrees to help two criminals break into a plant. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Joker, 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 Joker stuff and stuff and stuff. But yeah. no backstory. And, and that's kind like. of freeing. Because, because that's pretty, there, that's not really a backstory. That's like from here forward. Yeah. This is when he became the Joker. Yeah. But not who he is exactly because they have no name for him he's just the joker i think that's really cool. which opens him up widely for anybody to use him which i think is why he's one of the favorite uh villains yeah so what was the worst scene um you have you have a you have because i'm holding up my hand you are holding up that stupid ass scene between leslie and jim in the middle of the gcpd where you're right no you you're right and yeah to- the the manipulation the hypocrisy between the both Let's of them share our lives it was it was character de- character killing and just not necessary yeah did not need could completely have done without that scene yeah i did not like barb walking in on them purely because i'm like please explain to me barbara keen giant human trash can that you are why in the world you should be upset by that i know like, did she honestly think she was just going to show up and be like, hey, Jim, I'm back. Let's get back together. No, but she still hasn't gotten her shit together, and it's an emotional reaction. She has no nothing. Yeah. She's an idiot. Yeah. She, any, a reckless, dangerous well, idiot. The thing is, a, a person who's even somewhat sane would not even have gone. Yeah. Call him. Yeah. You know? Because the only place she's tried to call him don't is ambu- in her own apartment. And don't ambush him. Yeah. That was just stupid. Yeah. Just fucking Barb. Whatever. But that does lead me into the Barbara King Challenge. (gasps) Which has yet to be answered. Has yet to be answered as of this recording. And basically, uh, if you don't think Barbara is the worst human being in this universe. Useless. uh, If you have some, like, redeemable qualities, why you like her, why you think she's either redeemable or not as horrible as we think she is, let us know. Send us an email at randomtpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to take the challenge on hard mode, (laughs) we will give you what we are calling the Penguin Special. Which is just so much fun. (laughs) I really want somebody to try. I do too, because if you can make a good case for her and do it in under 140 characters or less and tweet tweet it at us, we will give you a sandwich and a sweater, and you don't even have to murder anybody for it. Nope. 
and that Murder is free special. Absolutely, and that's open internationally. And our Twitter handle is Random Tea Casts. So we have to actually know that you did it. Um, yeah, and we will find a way to to get you a sandwich. And yes, a we absolutely will. Um, we have to Jimmy John's it to you. <laughs> Uh, if you have any anything else that you want to talk about this episode or any other episode, if you have any theories, if there's any Easter eggs we missed, we want to hear from you. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, you can. Um, and if you don't want to remember, like, basically any of that, <laughs> all you have to do is go to our website at randomtpodcast.com. Yes, and while you're there, check out our other podcasts. We're currently doing Sleepy Hollow. Yep. We're doing uh, the MCU movies. has its own stream. Mm-hmm. Uh which has been a lot of fun. And we're also we are doing just random movies. If you have any suggestions for that. If you'd like to hear Velociraptor noises, check that beat out. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, Jurassic Park's on there immediately. World, Jurassic World. Jurassic, God, sorry, Jurassic World. <laughs> Whatever, man. Um, so that's on there. And we've got a few things coming up. We do. We have, uh, we're going to pick up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for season three in September. Yeah. And uh, we think uh, Agent... Carter is going to come back in probably January. Right. So we're going to do season two of that, but before then we will we will pick up uh, and finish and do season one. Right. Uh, it'll probably be, look for that around probably November, December time frame. Ish, yeah. Um, it's only eight episodes, so we should be too hard. Knock that out fairly quickly <laughs> on one of the hiatuses for the other shows that yeah. we're doing. Uh, and so, yeah, that's it for now. That's all we have. <laughs> All right, you have anything else about this episode? No, nope, I'm we good. Go? Okay, thank you guys for listening. Thanks.